Help me somebody. And let God handle it. I don't know what difficult person you may have in your life right now. I don't know what difficulties you may be facing right now. But you got to remember something as a believer that the enemy wants to destroy you and your destiny. He wants to destroy your life, your service, your family. Amen. He is a threat to us. As long as you've made up in your mind that you're going to do something for God, you will face opposition. Somebody here today, you want to do better. Amen. But every time you step out to do better, it seems as if the oppositions just keep coming your way. Do I have anybody? It seems like you're fighting a people fight all the time. If it's not your boss, amen, it's your family members. If it's not your family members, it's your spouse. If it's not your spouse, it's your kids. It seems to me that every time we try to make a forward move, somebody steps in to try, come on, help me somebody, to try to distort or distract you from your destiny. I want to encourage you to keep going forward. I want you to get into the mindset that no matter what it looks like this morning, that you got to understand that we serve a big God. We serve a God that does not sleep. As a matter of fact, the Bible describes the characteristics of God, that he's never ending. Hello, somebody. That he's all-knowing. Do I have anybody? That he's compassionate. That God knows everything about you, but what you're going through right now is part of the process of development for where God is trying to take you. How many know that you can't fight every battle? You, you, you're not strong enough, amen, to deal with certain things, but if you learn to let go and let God, you'll find out that God is a way maker. Come on, somebody. You'll find out that he specializes, amen, in making ways out of no way. And what we find today, what we find today, and there are many young believers today, 
Amen. There are many young believers who are falling victim to the traps and the schemes of the enemy. Throughout this book of Nehemiah, we've seen some strategies. We've learned some strategies of the enemy. You want want me to tell you? Here's what the enemy does. Number one, he'll threaten you. All through the book of Nehemiah, chapter 1 to chapter 4, we find that Sanballat and Tobiah and his boys, watch this, they never showed up physically, but they used their words to destroy. Amen. So, so we know that the enemy is good at threatening. Come on, somebody. Amen. Not only did he threaten, but I told you that he will, he will use psychological warfare. The enemy will have you feeling guilty and you ain't even guilty. Come on, somebody. You ever had anybody make you feel guilty and you're not even guilty? You know what I mean? They playing mind games with you. They on Facebook posting all kinds of stuff, trying to send a subliminal message to you. Let me tell you something. You got to watch out for people like that because the moment you take the bait, you fall right down to their level. Tell your neighbor, God will fight for you. You don't have to respond to negativity. You don't have to respond to everything that everybody says to you when you realize that you got someone on your side that's bigger than your problems. Hello, somebody. Not only, not only did Nehemiah show us something about the enemy, but not only will he play psychological warfare on you, but he will use verbal warfare. He will assault you with words, but he'll never come in your face. Amen. Not only that, but he will use discouragement. I've seen so many people who are ready to do something great for God and attempt something big, but they get discouraged easily. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, you got to get over that. Tell your neighbor, you got to get over that. You cannot allow the devil to discourage you because you have a purpose. You have a destiny. You have something to do and the time is now to get it done. Do I have anybody? What I find in this passage, verse 16. Verse 16 helps me with something and you're going to understand my points today. I got four things and we finna roll. Watch this. Nehemiah had just gotten over some discouragement. Right? But here he is in verse 16. Look at it with me. Look at verse 16. He says here in verse 16, the text says, From the day, from that day on, half my servants carried out the work, while half of them held their what? Spears and bows and breastplates and captains were behind the whole house of Judah. Those who were rebuilding the wall and those who carried burdens took their load with one hand, doing the work, and on the other hand, holding a weapon. In other words, here's what I want to say to you. When you're doing something big and attempting something big, you must be on guard, watch this, at all times. You don't drop your guard. The moment you drop your guard, in other words, you got to put on the full armor of God every day. 
In other words, you have to arm yourself. The text says they arm themselves with weapons because of the threat that they had received from Sanballat and Tobiah. In other words, what I'm trying to say to you is this. Don't you get comfortable when it gets quiet in your life. Come on, somebody. The moment you drop your guard, the enemy knows exactly how to get in. So in other words, watch this. Notice they did not stop the work. They continued the work, but they protected themselves. Tell your neighbor, you got to protect yourself. You have to protect yourself against your weaknesses. Oh, let me help somebody. You got to protect yourself against the things that you fall weak to. Do I need to make it any plainer than that? Okay, you got it. Okay, good. (laughs) You you have to protect yourself. Amen. You got to put on the helmet of salvation. You have to put on the breastplate of righteousness. You got to put on the belt of truth. You, you got to sh- shut your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You got to grab the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And brothers and sisters, you have to arm yourself for battle because we are in a battle. And the moment that you decide that you want to do right. Anybody ever, anybody with me? You ever notice when you decide to do right, what happens? Everything and everybody and the kitchen sink just seems like it just comes right at you. Do I have anybody? Nehemiah said, listen, we working, but we ready. Tell your neighbor, we working, but we ready. He says, watch what he said. He says, he says, uh, with one hand, we're doing what? The work. So in other words, what I'm trying to say to you, whatever you stop working on, get back to work. Don't let the devil squeeze you out of what's yours. Don't let the enemy stop you from receiving. Strategy is, I'm going to take a different route. Do I have anybody? Listen, I know I can't hang with certain people. That's a strategy. Because if I want God to fight for me, I got to have a plan. Because God may use, come on here, scripture, come on here, Romans 8, 28. He says, and God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his promises. I want to say to somebody here today, it's time for you to sit down and strategize. In other words, you got to fast and pray about those demons that keep coming to discourage you and deter you from the plan of God. As a matter of fact, you've stopped working for God. You, you kind of like sitting on the sidelines. You think you're doing good, but you're not doing anything divine anymore. You are on a mission and God had a plan for your life. Watch this. You should have been further along in the journey, but the enemy, watch this, he distorted your plan. Do I have anybody? You got to know that God will fight for you if you prove that you're ready to strategize. Tell your neighbors, time for strategy. Now, now, now watch this. Watch the text. He says, and whatever place you hear what? The sound of a what? Now let me tell you what the trumpeter was all about. 
in battle in, in those times, in biblical times, you didn't just need strong men. You didn't just need armory. You definitely, need, definitely needed some music to go with it. <laughs> Y'all ain't trying to hit me. Watch this. Watch, watch where I'm going with this, right? The Bible says that they're all armed with spears and swords and they're ready to fight, right? They got a strategy. But the trumpeter, the trumpeter's job was to send a signal of when the enemy was approaching. Watch this. A lot of us are living our lives and we have no signals when we're falling into weakness. We have no intercessors. We have nobody to signal us. Listen, you know you've gone too far. Come on, help me somebody. Thank you. Amen. You, you know you done gone too far, but, but who's going to signal you? Come on, somebody. Because you have no one who got your back. Are you with me? Watch the text. Not only was the trumpeter good for sounding symbols, but it also was a call for battle. Not only was it a call for battle, but it was an alarm. Somebody here, you need an alarm in your life that tells you that you out of bounds. That lets you know, baby, you ain't, uh-uh, you ain't doing right right now. You, you need to, you need to hear, you need to sound the alarm. And you gotta understand this, that when you sound the alarm, watch this, not only does it mean an alarm, not only does it mean a signal, but it has to do with your worship. It has to do with your worship. That when you hear the sound of God, that when you hear the trumpet, you know it's time to go to battle. Do I have anybody? In other words, when you hear the signal, you can drop on your knees and say, baby, we got to pray about this situation. The devil is trying to get us. The devil is trying to move us. The devil is trying to destroy us. But we got a signal in our house that when we see things start moving and shifting, when the refrigerator start breaking, when the kids start acting up, when stuff start presenting itself to us, we have the second point is when you develop a signal in your life. You have to develop a signal. Something in your life. Come on, somebody. Come on, give me that point, girl. Watch this. Something in your life that's going to send a signal that will alert you that you're out of bounds. You know you can't be with that girl past 6 o'clock. When it get dark. We just going to the movies, Pastor. But it's dark up in there. Y'all ain't trying to help me. You see, not only must you, uh, hello somebody, must you uh, develop a signal, but the next thing is, God will fight for you when you decide to what? Tell your neighbor, a house divided will fall. 
But if you stand together, hello somebody, if you praise God together, come on somebody, because when you hear the signal and when I hear the signal, see, you know what that, you know what that relationship is about? Come here, help me help somebody. It's about accountability. In other words, if I hear the signal and you hear the signal at the same time, guess what we're going to do? We're going to pick up the phone and call each other. See, I don't have to live in sin. I don't have to live out of the will of God. But, but let me get back to what I was saying earlier. The Bible said that the, the, the God will crack the sky one day. Uh, the trumpet will sound. Uh-oh, there go that signal. The, the dead in Christ will hear that sound first. My, my brother Jones, he, listen, 26 years old, but I want to tell you something. One day he'll hear the sound first because he was in tune with the signal. God is signaling somebody this morning. Come on, somebody. God is sounding the alarm this morning right now. And he's saying to you, it's time for you to respond, hallelujah, to the alarm. I'm talking to somebody here. The Bible says that the dead will hear the sound first. And those who are alive, hey, 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 will recognize that trumpet. But I want to say to somebody here, if you miss that sound, if you don't get in tune with that, hey, that sound, if you don't get in tune with the alarm in your life, you're going to miss that train. But I want to tell you something, you don't want to miss that train. You, you Listen, I know you're busy. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, man, I'm so busy. I got this going on. I got that going on. But here I am sitting in a funeral. Come on, somebody. And all the plans my brother had, it can come to a halt in one second. And you will be laying right here and all your plans will go out the window. But I thank God that I got an alarm. I got a feeling every now and then. I got a, yeah, I got a focus every now and then to understand that, listen, God is trying to send me a signal. He's, listen, the trumpet is loud. Come on, somebody. The sound of God is loud and God is trying to signal me to let me know it's time to worship it's time to come together you need some good people some godly people that you can call on saints that you can woofty woofty you understand what I'm saying what God gonna do for me but you ain't you 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 haven't even prayed today. I mean, you just get up and go. Uh oh, uh oh, what happened? What 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 is going on? Watch this. If you're prepared, God will fight for you. Watch the text. Eighteen times in Scripture, you find the next phrase. Look what he says. He says, and I'll, now this is the part that really got me. He made it personal. But you know how hard it is to convince some people when the enemy is attacking you? To stand still. You know how many people I've told stand still? And then I come back next week and they done did something. I ain't calling no names. I ain't pointing no fingers this morning. I said stand still. There's a, Come back the next week and did. I said, stand still. They come back next week. They, 
I ain't calling no names, y'all. I ain't pointing no fingers at all. I ain't pointing no fingers at nobody. I ain't pointing no fingers at nobody. <laughs> I ain't point, tell your neighbor, Pastor ain't pointing no fingers at nobody. 